Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, am I the last person to know there's a Pop-Tarts? There's a bowl game named after Pop-Tarts? Did you know that, Will? <laughs> I did not. There's only one kind of Pop-Tart, by the way. It's Frosted Cherry. That's the only one for me. Oh, I got I to gotta disagree. Don't disagree. It's, Do not disagree It's brown with me. sugar cinnamon, though. Oh, no. No. You can like them. It's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I pop tarts. Oh my god! I don't. I don't have them in the house because I'll eat the whole box in one day. That's a guarantee. They're dangerous. They are dangerous. I mean, I'll. I'm not kidding. I'll eat the whole six six uh, pop tarts, eight pop tarts, the whole box, whatever's in it. I'll eat. <laughs> I'm, I've been really good. I will admit, I was off the sugar. I was really good about it, and then December came, and you know these people, these pushers. These sugar pushers that you run into everywhere in December. Everybody's got cookies or cakes or everyone's house has pumpkin pie and the da da. I mean, a girl can only take so much. Just saying. So now there's a Pop Tart bowl. I mean, <laughs> I guess there are a lot of college games this weekend. Uh, coming up on Christmas Day, Kansas City playing, right? Woohoo! The Chiefs. Anybody a Chiefs fan? Okay. You know, I'll, I'll be anything but a Raiders fan. I hate the Raiders. <laughs> I think they're playing on Christmas Day. I mean, on New Year's Day, aren't they? I think so. Oh, brother. And, of course, they've gone downhill a little bit this year. How about the Browns? I love the story. I'm, I know you're just ignoring me, Will, because you don't care about football, right? Like I do. You're not a I just guy. I have no context you know, with, I, with which to comment. You guys to talk sports <laughs> with me. I love the story of Joe Flacco, who was sitting home just doing his thing, and he kept himself in shape, and now he got the call to be the quarterback, and he's done an amazing thing with the Browns so I love stories like that remember uh, Kurt Warner at one point was bagging groceries and then was called back in so you never know how things are going to go right life is so crazy that's what I love about football stories they're definitely interesting and they're uh, you know the human interest stories are always good for me New Year's Eve coming up on Sunday or Sunday night as you know 400,000 people are going to be converging on my hometown can you even believe it Four hundred thousand people. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Can I tell you? It's nuts. So Maine has taken President Trump off of the ballot, and uh, it's interesting because even the Democrats in Maine have disagreed with this. You know, they listen. If they had their, you know, druthers, they would take him off of every ballot in every Democrat-run state. We know that, right? Which is ridiculous. I mean, can. can I, it's it's so 
it's so ridiculously insulting at this point that they it's bad enough they try to shove a candidate down our throat and try to convince us that Nikki's and both sides by the way are promoting her which is hilarious that should tell you something right they are so desperate to get rid of Trump and and as I've said before I feel bad for Ron DeSantis Ron DeSantis recently was asked um, about the campaign and he said his biggest regret was that they have gone after Trump. Now he's defended Trump when it comes to the allegations made against him and these cases and the indictments. And he's like, he's defending him on that. But honestly, I, I wish he'd waited four or eight years. I really do. And I don't know, you know, it comes down to it. We got almost a year now. Is Trump going to be the guy uh, on election day who's still, I don't know. I, I hope so, but I don't, I don't know. And if he's not, then you got to have somebody in second place. And I don't want it to be Nikki. I really don't. And that's why a lot of people who've called for Ron DeSantis to, to drop out of the race, I, I don't think they should at this point. Because he's neck and neck with Nikki, and somebody's got to be in second place in case something happens to Trump. What I don't want to see happen is for Ron DeSantis to be so damaged politically as a result of this race that it makes it difficult for him in the future. But then there are a lot of people who have come back from a lot you know, well, a lot of people have done that. They've survived. And uh, you, you you would have written their political obituary, and yet they pop back in. Abraham Lincoln's one of them. Hello. Texter. Okay, Jim and Easley, we got along so well. You've got a problem, buddy. I don't know what to say to you. J Heidi, I hate Pop-Tarts with a passion. I don't want to yell at you, Jim, but I don't understand. And I like them raw, too. I don't even like them in the toaster. Just give me the box and nobody gets hurt. Texter. Chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts are the best. Can't do it. Can't go there. Gotta have the frosted cherry. Okay. Pop-Tart bowl. It's the craziest thing in the world. Just nuts. But even, let me just give you an example of what the Democrats are saying in Maine about Trump. All right. Democrats are even upset about this, which is so funny to me. Democrats, one of them said, I voted to impeach Donald Trump. This is Jared Golden of Maine. I voted to impeach Donald Trump for his role in the January 6th insurrection. I do not believe he should be reelected as president of the United States. However, ding, 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 ding. We are a nation of laws. Thank you. There, this is from a Democrat. Therefore, until he's actually found guilty of the crime of insurrection, he should be allowed on the ballot. Thank you very much. No kidding. I mean, that says it all right there. It's just, it's just nuts. The idea that you shouldn't be on a ballot because somebody doesn't like you. And I mean, we're supposed to be, and I know it doesn't always work that way. We're supposed to be a nation of laws. And I know there's corruption. I get there's corruption in every country. I get that. But we're supposed to follow the rule of law. And there's supposed to be fairness and justice and you get accused of a crime. I mean, I know it's weird because, for example, if you were to kill somebody, uh, you would be assumed innocent legally. If you went into court, you'd be assumed innocent, right? If you walk into the IRS building, you are assumed guilty. So how, <laughs> we know that's a joke. And I do understand. You're just presumed to be guilty the minute you walk in the IRS. We, we say you owe money. Now you have to prove that you don't. Whereas if you go to court and you kill somebody, they have to prove that you did. So obviously, pres presumption of guilt is uh, different with it when it comes to the 
taxes and things like that. And life's not fair. But the idea that you try to keep somebody off of a ballot because of allegations, he's not been convicted of insurrection. Wow. These arrogant, arrogant, arrogant people, they don't want you to have any say in what goes on in your life. And that's what's incredibly frustrating. They are so, that's what they hated about Trump the most, is that people have spoken and said, we want to put somebody in there who's a disruptor. We want to put somebody in who's doing something different. We're tired of being told by the rank and file who we're going to vote for. We are tired of being treated like we're the servers and you're the served in the world. That's really what it comes down to. They want the elite and the serfs and nobody else. And you will listen to us. We're going to make all the decisions. We will tell you who to vote for. You will have nothing. You will eat bugs and you will be happy. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, and I, I don't know if I've told you these guys uh, that I've seen on, on Amazon, places like that, they sell bugs. I mean, you can buy bags full of uh, bugs, I guess, are dehydrated or whatever, sometimes roasted and they have, oh my, are you kidding me? No, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat bugs. Okay, go ahead. You know, be like, the, be like John, you know, eat, eat locusts and, and have honey. That's fine with me, okay? Biblical John. But <laughs> I, I just, it's amazing to me. They want you to, it's, you should have a choice. You want to eat bugs, fine, go ahead, eat bugs. That's what you want to put in your trail mix on <laughs> <laughs> go for it but the idea that you can't eat you, you think they're going to stop eating steak while you eat bugs you know better than that we all know that texter i used to dislike pop tarts until i recently got my hands on a humanitarian relief ration for muslims it has cinnamon how did you get that it has cinnamon pop tarts that are delicious <laughs> okay Tim is right, Texter. Brown sugar all the way. You guys are missing the frosted cherry. Maybe that's why, like, sometimes you go into a convenience store and you'll see, like, two Pop-Tarts in a packet for sale for, like, 99 cents. Now I know why there are never cherry. Am I the last person who likes cherry Pop-Tarts? Uh, well, I don't I know I about... Am. I don't know Texture, about... Texture, we love Ron DeSantis, but if Trump makes it, we'll vote for him, but never Nikki. The, and you said a bad word. I can't say it on the air, so I'm not going to use it. She sold our state out. No way how to vote for her. I get it. I understand. I totally understand. I know that the upstate, <laughs> all the Carolines, well, especially the upstate, they don't like her. I get it. I, I don't trust her either. I don't trust her at all. I think she's going to try to send, not her kids, but yours to war. Very concerned about that. Very concerned about that. You know, they want us to put more money into Ukraine. They want us to send our troops into Ukraine. Not that there probably aren't people over there now. But we're supposed to be a nation of rules, and we're not supposed to go to war uh, when we don't need to because, you know, somebody's going to benefit from the military-industrial complex. And I'm very, you know, I respect the military, but this kind of stuff, forget it. Not if there's nothing that's, you know, our particular safety and freedom, you know, aren't at risk. And I mean, with the invasion of the border, why would we go anywhere else to fight a battle? Our biggest battle's at the border. And I'll give you some details on that coming up next. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, listen, guys, I'm not going to get into a big battle about Pop-Tarts, but apparently you guys want to stand by your choices. And you know what? I'm a little upset with you. Message lines always open. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 713077. Will, somebody said Pop-Tarts are breakfast Twinkies. Both are abominations. Really? I don't know if I could go quite that far with it. I mean, you know, if you want to say something like that, why not throw a toaster strudel in the mix as well? No, I don't you like know, those. yeah, don't though. I do not like those toaster. No, oh, I love toaster, the toaster strudels. That's what someone else said. Toaster strudel over pop tarts. No. Well, it it depends on what I'm. There is a time and a place for pop tart. There no, is there's not. There's time. no time or place for pop tarts. They're not. They're not even uh, a real food. Speaking of, have you seen they have the pop tart bites now? No, no evil person, really. <laughs> yeah. Really? Do they have QTs where you're at? No. That's where. That's where I see them all the time. That's... Okay, hold on. I mean, this is. We have other issues to discuss, but apparently, this is what the people on the text line. Pop tarts. They're the pressing <laughs> issue. Okay, pop tart bites. Hold on, I'm looking. Yep. Do they come in frosted cherry? That's all I care about. They I don't care about do. any other kind. You know what? If if oh I'm at the gosh. gas station and I picking up my dinner and I see a cherry bag of pop tart bites, I will fill you in. Okay, you'll I'm be the first person. Brown to know. sugar, chocolate fudge, yuck, yuck. I'm not seeing the cherry. Okay, we got problems here. Strawberry? No. Strawberry I mean, is I mean, good. I may be the only person who likes them. I mean, they're going to make what people eat. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the old holdout. I don't know. I don't get it. All right. <laughs> Whatever. So we were talking about this because of the Pop-Tart Bowl. All right. So we talked about the illegal immigration issue. I know I'm skipping around, but that's okay. I get to. Talking about the issue of uh, illegal immigration and talking about Nikki Haley and wars and things like that. And I was talking about the fact that the biggest battle we have right now is on the border. I mean, what is the point of us going, even if we wanted to, which we shouldn't, going somewhere else like Ukraine to fight Russia or anybody else for what? For whose freedom? When we're losing ours by the day, got another caravan heading here. We know that. You all know all these issues, I understand. But there's a guy um, I found online. He's got an interest. His name is Anthony Rubin, and he put out some maps that are being distributed by, for example, groups like Doctors Without Borders, 
okay? They actually have these maps that they distribute showing people the routes from Panama to Mexico, how to get here. Doctors Without Borders, okay? Here's another one. The United Nations International Organization on Migration is distributing another map, shows the commissions and consulates across the country of Mexico. We know these organizations are working against us. We understand that. There's another one uh, distributed by the NGO. It's a non-government organization, obviously. Amigos del Tren, Friends of the Train in English, shows the train routes across Mexico. Okay. So we know what they're doing. They're working together actively to try to hurt us. This is the biggest problem we have. Why would we go somewhere else and fight? You know, and that's the thing. When Nikki Haley wants to talk about Ukraine or anything else, you know, why don't we lock down the border? That's what we need to do. I mean, you all know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But this group that uh, is another one by the Red Cross. The Red Cross shows the freight train routes across Mexico and lists 80 different stops from Panama to the United States. <laughs> yeah, okay. The Red Cross. Isn't that great? So next time we think about giving money. Uh, and then they have these uh, handouts where they, you know, talk about your health and what to do if you're pregnant and what to da-da. And I, I, you know, listen, I do care about human beings and I am humane when it comes to that. But if you're really a humane, you don't encourage them to do this. You don't encourage them to come up here and be stuck somewhere, God only knows where, in some, you know, train depot or whatever else in Chicago. Or, that, that's not humane. We got to quit lying to these people. We've got to quit letting everybody in. President Biden's Department of Homeland Security, as you probably know, allocated $363 million to these NGOs to assist illegal aliens once they were in the United States. So what happens, we all know this, I know, I know I'm talking to the smart audience, but what happens when government incentivizes something by adding money to it? We all know what happens. So you give these organizations money to quote unquote solve the problem or help with the problem once they're in America, it's just like the homeless situation. The homeless situation is an industry. You give them tons of money, and when they have a lot of money, they're not going to solve the problem. Their job is to basically perpetuate the problem. And these NGOs that are trying to help illegal aliens because they get all this money, oh, yeah, we want you in here so we can just keep getting money, keep getting money, keep coming in. They don't want to solve the problem. You know, animal shelters are famous for this, too. They're very woke anymore. You know, they want to keep some animal alive for two months because they can get a lot of press out of it that should have been put down or is going to go cage crazy because it shouldn't be in a cage that long. Oh, but it's good publicity. Yeah, but he can't live with other dogs. He can't live with kids. He can't live with this. He, oh, we'll, keep, we'll find him the perfect home. No, you won't. Put him down. You see it happen all the time, but it's good publicity because, you know, we're, we're so kind. No, you're not kind. Because while you were keeping that animal that's unadoptable in a cage, some other animal wasn't getting the shot. Don't get me started on animal shelters. I used to work for one. And they are the wokest places. You know, and, there's, and I just saw another community that has shut down uh, pet stores. You can't sell dogs, cats, rabbits, whatever in pet stores. Okay. Well, guess what? Do you really think any animal shelter in this country is overrun with doodles and Pomeranians? Tell me where that is. No, they're overrun with pit bulls and chihuahuas because people keep breeding them in their backyard. But we're going to shut down the end. And I don't like puppy stores either, but they're going to shut down the dog, the, the stores. Okay. All you're going to do is push it to the black market. 
people who still want those animals are going to get them. And the people who are still breeding pit bulls and chihuahuas in their backyard are going to keep doing that. But we feel good about ourselves because we shut down the puppy stores. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're so woke. They are so woke. Yeah, and, and, and they want to say, oh, we have a no-kill shelter. You can't have a no-kill shelter. You can't. You cannot have a no-kill shelter. Not if you take everything. If you're picky about the ones you take, you can. And even in that case, you really can't. But you, you can't have a no-kill shelter. There are animals that can't be adopted. That's just reality. But they don't want to admit that. So they're woke. And because of that, animals that could be adopted and find great homes don't. So, yeah. That's something nobody really talks about as much as they should. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Well, I'm glad to report that we have a couple of clear thinkers in the upstate. I mean, you're starting to make me nervous. I, I was getting very nervous about the entire thing. Apparently, there's some people who love cherry Pop-Tarts. Will, some people like cherry Pop-Tarts, I'm just saying. Uh, a couple of people. So, um, there you go. Frosted cherry all the way. There you go. Frosted blueberry. Okay. This is a big discussion this evening, folks. This is the big issue right now is the kind of Pop-Tarts that people like. <laughs> because we were talking about the Pop-Tart Bowl. Which was kind of crazy, to say the least. All right, FBI and police are bracing for potential threats during the New Year's Eve bash. As I told you, my hometown, 400,000 people are coming. 400,000 people are coming, converging on Vegas for New Year's Eve. So anybody with half a brain cell who's a local stays away. I mean, it would be fun one year to just go ahead and be a tourist. I was talking about my husband about that. Just get a hotel room and just do the whole tourist thing on New Year's Eve, you know, but you can only imagine what that costs. And do you really want to be around all those people who are drunk and obnoxious and everything else? Although I will tell you, they make sure it's always very safe. They have cops everywhere. Can't bring a backpack, can't bring a stroller, can't bring anything in a bottle. Um, you have to have a certain kind of size in your purse. I mean, they're very, very strict on it when, uh, on New Year's Eve. They block off the strip. They'll start stopping cars, I think, 5 or 6 o'clock. They'll stop traffic. And uh, so, I mean, they, they have done this. I mean, they do it every single year. But anyway, there are threats. But James Smith of the FBI said we're out there to protect the community day in and day out. Uh-huh. He said there are concerns about international domestic terrorism and rise in hate crime. So, well, you know, we'll see. I, uh, you know, I know that people get mad at the FBI, and I, I know there's some people in there who are obviously not doing their job, but I also know there are a lot of people who are honorable who are doing the best they can to keep us safe. And I know some of these people personally, and I'm not going to disparage an entire organization. I'm just not, because there are people who try. I mean, have you ever worked for an organization where there are people who work with you who aren't doing the best job they could? They're not ethical? Well, that doesn't mean you're not ethical, right? So... But they're going to keep an eye. But I mean, this is obviously a terrorist delight on New Year's Eve with all the people in Times Square and all the people who are going to be on the Las Vegas Strip, hundreds of thousands of people. It's going to be 
you know, obviously, uh, clearly a big target. And we don't know. We know that they are here. You know, when I say they, we know that military-aged men by the millions have been streaming in here. We know that. Where are they? Who knows? Where are the kids? Nobody even asks about that anymore, do they? Where are the kids? Remember, all we heard about when Trump was president was kids in cages, kids in cages. And now we don't even hear about what the kids are at all. They're disappearing. Being trafficked? Yeah, I believe so. Winding up in homes they shouldn't be in? Yeah. I mean, nobody even asks. It's just, it's so, you know, the problem with the whole child trafficking thing is it is absolutely at the highest levels of government that people are engaging in this stuff. And that's the evil of it. I mean, it's evil at any level, but it's especially evil when there are people out there who cover for each other. They're powerful politically or financially, or we, we know what's happening. And all I can say, because when I hear some of these stories, I don't do these kind of stories on the air anymore. I don't do dead baby stories or any of that kind of stuff. When I hear these kinds of stories and I see these things, read about them, and, and you do too, when I see them, you know what, I just, I just get to the point where I just shut down and I say, God, this is on you. I, I can't do anything about it. I can't fix these people. I wish I could. I mean, if I saw a situation that I thought was weird, I would step in there. Years ago, I did this. I was walking my dog in a park. I was, well, it was a long time ago. Walking my dog through a park. And there was a part of the park that was in the back where there were some trails. And you could kind of take your dog off leash and nobody would say anything. So I was walking back there with my dog. And I saw this guy, this is back, this is a long time ago, wearing those big uh, MC Hammer kind of pants. You know, they, they wore the big, you know, what, what they call them, on our pajama pants or something. And he had a stick in his hand, like a big walking stick, but bigger than a walking stick. And I thought, huh, yeah, Ted Bundy had a fake cast. But that's all I thought. But I saw him with the shirt off and walking around with a stick. So I walked out of that area, put my dog on a leash, and I was walking along the edge of the area I had just been in. And that area was kind of surrounded by trees. So I'm walking on the grass and the trees are to my right. And I'm walking with my dog and I, was, I hear some kids talking. So I stick my head into the clearing. And I see this guy. Oh, there he is again, talking to a couple little girls. They were about nine. So I stuck my head in there and then walked in there and... One of the, he looked up at me because he was facing me and they had their back to me. And when he looked up at me, they turned around and I kind of motioned with my finger. I said, I said, come here. And they came over. I said, you know him? And they said, no. I said, you stay out of here. You stay away from him. And don't be back here playing in these bushes because anybody could do anything to you and no one will hear you. So they took off, ran back to their family. I never did see where they went, but I'm sure they went back to their families. And then this guy starts following me through the park. And he starts yelling at me and threatening me because I, you know, broke up his little party. Now, I didn't see him doing anything, but I can tell you that if you're a normal person, you're not caught in the bushes talking to little girls, right? You wouldn't do it. So I walked over to the first table full of people that I saw and I told him what happened and kind of stood there with them, and then they called the cops, and it turned out the guy had warrants, so they took him. I don't know what the warrants are for, or for, but they, they took him. But the point is, you know, when a situation like that comes up, I did what I think anybody else would have done, which is put myself between him and those kids. I'm not saving the world here, but I'm sure I made a difference in their lives. 
Maybe they remember it. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But you have to do it. You see something happening. You have to do it. You have to. You got to put yourself between evil and innocent people. But there are also things I can't fix. There are situations I can't correct. And I can do what's put in front of me. You know, if I see a dog on the highway, I will get out of my car and try to get the dog. I've done it. And I know it's risky. They might run into traffic, but my attitude is they're going to die today anyway if I don't get them off this road. So, and I've always been successful getting them off the road. I'll do it. But I can't save all of them. I can't. Sometimes you just can't get to them or whatever the situation is. So what you can do is what you've got, what you can do with what you've got right now while you're here. That's all you can do. And you have to give the rest to God. So when I hear these stories about these crazy people that I know are doing awful things to children, trafficking them, we know these are very sophisticated trafficking operations. And, uh, you know, we know what's going on all over the world. I watched a documentary about it one time that was very disturbing. It wasn't anything graphic. I wouldn't watch that stuff. But it was talking about what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, women are having babies and just selling them the day they're born to somebody, and they don't care what happens to them. I mean, huh? But it's out there. And all I can do is just shut down and give it to God. God knows what they're doing. He's watching you. And you're going to be accountable to him at the end of the day. And that's all I can do, honestly. Doesn't mean I'm not alert to it. Doesn't mean I'm not paying attention to it. And if, if I have a chance to stop something, guaranteed I will. And I don't know, this guy could have hurt me physically. I don't know. But I was willing to step in there and say, hey, leave these little girls alone. You know, you want to you take on somebody who's an adult? Can you, you can't handle an adult? You know, was that the smartest thing I ever did? Probably not. <laughs> he could have hurt me. You know. But my attitude would have been, hey, you left those little kids alone, right? So, uh, and he kept yelling at me, what are you, superwoman? Superwoman? Yeah, actually I am right now. I have superpowers. I kept those kids away from you. There you go. <laughs> Call me Wonder Woman. Put my elbows up. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Coming right back. Hey guys, I'm sending you off for New Year's Eve weekend. I hope you have a great time with family, friends, whatever. Or maybe you just uh, basically <laughs> stay in the house, which a lot of people do on New Year's Eve. I mean, are you concerned? Let me know on the message line, 71307 on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Let me know. Are you concerned about possible strike, uh, a possible strike of some kind somewhere? I mean, these are huge gatherings of people. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up too. So there's that, right? Uh, although the Super Bowl, this particular one's going to be in the Roomba. <laughs> That's what we disparagingly call in Vegas, the overpriced Roomba Raiders Stadium. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, so there's, at least there's a roof on it so nobody can drop something from up above. I don't know. But are you concerned about New Year's Eve and any kind of gatherings? That, that I mean, any kind of gatherings could be an issue, right? I mean, it certainly would be a time to go after us. I, I, we don't know. All we know for sure is that they're here. We know these sleeper cells are here. We know this for a fact. France is now deploying, apparently, 90,000 cops amid, quote-unquote, very high risk of attacks. Okay. 
They're going to have 1.5 million people celebrating New Year's Eve on the Champs-Élysées. I don't speak French, but they have too many letters in their words. <laughs> anyway, apparently uh, 1.5 million are expected to attend. They mentioned, uh, speaking at a press conference, the French interior minister, Gerard Dalmanin, whatever, said, I requested an extremely strong mobilization of the police services in a context of very a very high terrorist threat. They're also going to use drones as part of security work, and tens of thousands of firefighters and 5,000 soldiers would be deployed. Huh. So, you know, obviously, maybe a lot of people are just going to stay home. I mean, I'm sure some of these big cities, there'll be people there. But I think a lot of, maybe a lot of other people, it might be the safest thing to stay home. I know I'm staying home. I'm not going out and dealing with these people. <laughs> it doesn't interest me to hang around with a bunch of drunk people. And I can barely make it till midnight. <laughs> I did mornings for so many years. I still almost every morning wake up like 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock. I still do it. Terrible. I'm trying to get away from, I mean, there was a time when I was younger, I wouldn't even go out till 10 o'clock at night when I was really young. And then I worked on stage. I sang for years and I wouldn't get off stage till one or two in the morning. <laughs> Used to be more of a night owl, but after 20 years of mornings, that's the end of that. So, oh, one other thing I want to mention before we send you off for New Year's Day. <laughs> oh, this is really silly. Apparently, Travis Kelsey's trainer is now... <laughs> He's having to defend Taylor Swift. Oh, brother. His trainer says it's ludicrous to point to Taylor Swift as the problem. He says he started out he started off hurt and missed one game. Two days before the game, he hyperextended his knee. Let's see, hang on, this is jumping around. At practice. Yeah, okay. He's been as healthy as you can be for an NFL player for his career. Rookie year, he missed but hadn't missed a game until this year. Okay, you know, he's been playing for 10 years in the NFL. So I wonder if he's going to retire this year. I mean, you know, I know. I'm certain, you know, somebody's already thought of this. He probably has his agent working on this right now. You know and I know that he will get a job on the bench the minute he retires. And I think he'll be great. On the, uh, not on the bench, I mean on the, t on the desk. He'll be great on the desk. Because he's got a lot of personality. They need to change out some of those people. I don't want to pick on a network. I like Fox, but they've got one or two of those guys who could go too. Um, but, you know, CBS and NBC, they, they, there are a lot of people who could be shuffled out <laughs> to make way for Travis Kelsey. He's got a lot more personality. Here he is doing this podcast with his brother. He's got the looks. You know, he's got the personality. And, uh, yeah, some of these desks are just sad, the people they have back at the network talking about football. And I say this as a huge football fan. You're just boring. You need some new spark in there. So hopefully, I'm sure, Travis Kelsey. And I thought Tom Brady was going to wind up on either in the booth or something. I thought that was going to happen this year. Haven't heard anything about that. Maybe next year. I don't know. But if these guys, and you know, some guys aren't as good. Like Joe Montana, fantastic football player. Not so good. I think it was he tried it on the on the desk and he wasn't that great. Sometimes they're not. You can be very, very good at one thing and not necessarily good at another. And then, of course, there's always learning. So uh, we'll see what happens. But if I'm him, I, you know, why would you continue to get beat up? And why would you continue to, you know, he's been playing for 10 years. He's 34 years old. That's not a kid. 
I mean, it's a kid in a lot of ways, but it's not a kid when you've been playing for 10 years in the NFL and probably playing football since he was probably eight. It's a lot of years of getting beat up. So if I'm him, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to relax. I'm going to retire. I'm going to sit on the desk, get paid a boatload of cash, and not have to have, you know, 12 guys who weigh 250 pounds plus land on me 14 times a game. <laughs> That's what I would say at this point, especially because he's got so much notoriety. Maybe get married to Taylor, have a couple of tall blonde kids. I don't know. I've got it all figured out for these guys. All right, listen, kids, have a great New Year's Eve weekend. I will see you on New Year's Day. Don't forget to check out Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. I'm on all those things, so check it out. And uh, I will be with you on, on uh, Monday. And then Charlie returns on Tuesday. Aren't you glad? Will, thank you for a fantastic job. I so appreciate you, buddy. I will, I'm sure I'll talk to you next year. Hey, thank you. You too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll, let's hope 2024 is better than this year's been, right? In a lot of ways. I think so. I'm hey, Heidi Harris. What would you say? Oh, I was just what? saying, hey, I'm ready for it. <sighs> we need something, don't we? We need a little boost. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Trump in 2024. Maybe that'll be the boost we need. Who knows? All right, everybody. I'm Heidi Harris. I've been in for Charlie James. I'll be in, as I said, again on Monday. So have a great weekend and behave yourselves. All right. See you guys. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.